Hey, man. What do you know about Audible? I know so much about Audible. I know that it's audiobooks. What is an audiobook for those who do not know in 2018? Audiobook is like a podcast. Okay. But instead of like... So we assume they know what a podcast is because they're listening to one. It's like if you listen to a podcast, but what if it was just somebody reading a book the whole time? Oh my God. A book that you love. I bet Or a book that you always wanted to read, but didn't have the time because you're always driving in your car or you just always have ear... What if you always just have headphones on or earbuds in and those earbuds... They make it so you can't read a book. What if you don't have a toilet to sit on? Where are you going to read? That's where I do all my reading. Keep going, man. You get, you, you're taking the reins here. You got it. <laughs> I do all my reading on the toilet. Yeah, do you? Most of it. Do you usually, are you usually like using the toilet? What are comics going to get audibles? Audible comics. Just narrated comics. <laughs> Just narrated comics. No visuals. That could be fun, honestly. Marvel recently did put out a podcast, a Wolverine uh, podcast, uh, like full on, like they describe the issues and stuff. No, it's not. It's, it's all just it's talks a, about Wolverine. It's a, no, it's a story. It's basically like your oh, like an audio book. Yeah, but there's this isn't like a yeah based off anything. It's, it's like a, a story. new whole telling a story about Wolverine. Yeah, about Wolverine. You know what? I love how advanced technology gets that we've just gone back to the days of listening to the radio and having some guy enact and tell a story to us. Remember when they tried to make motion comics a thing? Kind of didn't pan out. They made those Watchmen ones and then they Yeah, it's a little tough. A few other it's ones. It's a little tough. And they just but didn't... I love how technology has come full circle and now people are back to listening to audio on their audio devices because sometimes you can't... You can't always be reading books. You got to be listening to them. Yeah, we'll be listening to them. So if you if you have the Audible app and you've used the Audible in the past, but it's been a long time, you can easily get another free trial. Or I mean, if you didn't use a free trial, if you just signed up and just didn't weren't sure, but if you want a free audiobook, you can get one on us. Go to audibletrial.com/bmovie. That's audibletrial.com/bmovie. You can get your free audiobook and thirty day free trial on us. The B Movie Breakdown. You can get such books as Hellbound Heart by Clive Barker. What in what is basically Hellraiser? He's my guy. You can get American on Purpose, which is Craig Ferguson's book. He's the, my guy too. Jim Henson the biography. I, I listened to he's it. He's kind of my guy. It is, it's a, it is such a good listen. I was enthralled by it. You can also get... Uh, I got a book that I needed for school once on Audible. Because I just didn't... What was that book called? It was called Technopoly. The oh. Surrender of Culture to Technology. Oh, I like that concept. By Neil Postman. It was a, it's a book you would actually really enjoy. It sounds... It's a book that I really enjoyed. But I just... It sounds like I Reading would. it... Like, it was just kind of slow. I don't know, in like reading it wise, I was just like losing attention. Sure. It was losing my attention, but listening to it, it was, I was enthralled. You know what I hate about even reading a book I like? Eventually, I just keep reading it, and then I start to drift off, and it sucks. Right. So, listening, I, I like listening to audiobooks so much better. Stephen King's It, I listen to that. It's fucking long as shit, but I listen to it. And uh, another thing that I need to start listening to, because I haven't listened to enough of them, is what? Is any anything. Dean Koontz has put out. Dean Koontz, man. Phantoms is your number one choice. Uh, yeah. Go straight on Audible, to Phantoms. Go straight to Phantoms. Take it to the if Phantoms you're not doing level. it, you're a fucking moron. I'm pretty sure it's read by the Phantom himself. Ben Affleck? He is not the Phantom. He is in Phantoms. Yeah, but he's not the Phantom. Oh, well. 
I could I think have. He becomes a phantom at one point in the movie. I can't remember. Spoilers. He doesn't. I don't remember the movie that much. And I remember that sh- it sucked. It might be and about it's boring as fuck. It might be about a shape-shifting monster that's really cool. Yeah, the movie sucked, but the book is amazing and it's even more amazing when it's on Audible. So go to audibletrial.com slash bmovie to get your free audiobook today. Oh my god. Welcome to B Movie Breakdown, episode two hundred and six. No, it's two hundred and six. It's 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 nice that you welcome them to the podcast. It's very inviting. I always welcome. It's them. courteous. I You're welcome such a, everybody to listen to this podcast and to enjoy this podcast. Courteous, courteous, cool dude. I'm courteous, Corey, and B Movie Breakdown. A little much. You're not courteous, Corey. I was being ironic. I'm cool guy, Corey. Oh no! And I myself am sponsored by Cool Guy Coolers. Oh, not Cool Guy Coolers. And this podcast is a B movie breakdown, a weekly podcast where we find the humor and enjoyment in awesome and bad films of the past and present, from the good, the bad, the what the fuck. Yeah. Each week's movie will be revealed on the prior episode, so you two could join on the madness. It's always at the end of the podcast we reveal the next movie, so you can have a little fun with us. If you've seen the movie, if have you, uh, a little watch, fun with us. If you want to watch the movie before the podcast comes out, we give you some time. It's there. You can do it. Give you some time. You can reach us on social media, on Facebook. Give you a hand. On Twitter, on Instagram. Check out the Instagram at B-Movie Breakdown. We're uh, uh, posting all sorts of fun stuff over there. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. If you go to our Anchor page, anchor.fm slash B&B Podcast, you can also support the podcast. Become part of the team. Which is pretty freaking sweet. Become part of the team. If you want to help these conversations continue, because God knows why wouldn't you? Can't think of a single reason why, wouldn't why you wanna, want why would, to help these continue. And if you donate, help us buy a, more movies. There's different perks. If you donate to the podcast, we can we'll start creating some bonus episodes just for the donation people. Well, there's at least what do you do? You give them a sticker. I'll give you a sticker if you donate a dollar. But if you if you keep if you keep donating, we will start doing bonus episodes for. Uh, supporters of the podcast. You could also go to our website, bnbpodcast.com. Would those bonus episodes be like the, the private Corey show where you're in the closet? Because I want well, fir- to listen to those. The first ever... I want to listen to those. The first ever bonus episode will be the only unreleased episode of this podcast. Nope, it will not be that. It will not be anything of the sorts. I want to listen to you trying to keep your voice down in a closet. That's the podcast what I want to What about hear. the unreleased podcast? I... You don't want to listen to that? I mean, I don't want to listen to any of our podcasts at some point because I'm on them. <laughs> right. I'm here for them. Right. We, we've experienced it. I just want... But no, I'm, there is no unreleased podcast. It's a joke. It's a tease. It doesn't exist. If there was I don't, one, I don't, I don't need people bothering us on these social no medias gonna... for this unreleased podcast. Stop fucking talking about it But then. maybe if they start donating... Maybe you'll get it if it existed. I mean, I don't know if why that would even be mentioned. Just trying to make people donate. We can make a few. Yeah, so you're just admitting you're a huckster. <laughs> you're a scam. Oh, huckster. Yeah. I'm the huckster. I'm the huckster. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. If we began the podcast this way, I would have just left. <laughs> That's not even a joke. Oh, my huckamaniacs. Oh, my God. Huckamaniacs. Well, somebody's running real damn wild tonight. Huck Hogan. Huck Hogan. It's going to run wild on you. Yeah, we got it. Everyone knows who you're impersonating. Do they? I didn't say the N-word yet, so they might not. Well, my name is Nick, so that's the only N-word you should ever say in this podcast. 
What about... What about what? Yeah, test these waters. It's a real great place to start. What about Nilbog? I... It's a goblin spell. Yeah, backwards. I know what it is. Yeah, Nick and Nilbog, the only things that get said in this podcast... This whole podcast is a loaded Nilbog. <laughs> oh my god! Jesus, that was a cool town, so that's why you said that. It's a loaded Nilbog. Yeah, was cool that brought town. to us by fucking Cool Guy Coolers? Yeah, Cool Guy Coolers, is lo- their headquarters is located in Nilbog. Just so you know. Don't try to make it fancy by saying Nilbog. 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 Uh, Nick That's Neil- not as cool as Shadowloo. But yeah, Corey, I do. You can follow me and my arts on Scatter- at Scatterville Stories. Scatterville. S-C-A-T-T-E-R-V-I-L-L-E on the Instagram. And Scatterville.com has complete uh, comics that I wrote and illustrated. So you follow me on there. I'm in the process of making some stuff so it's a lot of grinding you can see you can see me grinding on the instagram so check out if you want to see nick doing some grinding all over that sweet sweet internet oh yeah grind on that internet baby all those webs just like jean-claude van damme was grinding on kylie minogue behind the scenes in this week's movie i thought you were gonna say on that coke oh well, on that coke too but he was more grinding more on kylie minogue when he was what having a sweet an affair deal. with her guy gets paid eight million dollars and gets their grind on kylie minogue yeah it's a pop cool, star kylie minogue what a good life yeah he's having a good time on all that coke she was probably doing some coke with him i mean i don't want to insinuate yeah. we know for sure he was well, yeah. so we'll just leave that alone yeah we'll leave that alone maybe she just got wrapped up in the aroma that was just around his body <laughs> it's just there's just coke Sean, all over him john claude you baking a cake over here oh my god that's not flour oh my god <laughs> Neil Bog, oh my god. Oh my god. You See, st- it comes full circle. It sucks. <laughs> it doesn't suck. Just like this movie, Wick's movie doesn't suck, even though a lot uh-huh. of people think... Oh, what's going on here? <laughs> a lot of people think that it sucks, but it doesn't suck. Okay. And this week, we watched the 1994 video game classic, Street Fighter. Man, he's went out strong there. It's the best of the worst. One thing I really want to get to about Street Fighter, uh, I think it's uh, fucking awesome. I don't know why people hate on this movie so hard. I, I loved it as a kid. I haven't seen it since, like, I don't even know when the last time I seen this movie. Maybe when I was a teenager. Uh, but I don't remember enjoying it um, as much as I did this time. I, I, this is a great movie. It's a perfect film. It's a great 90s action I mean, movie. I think it anything, is... Anything you want to object about it, it's in like, well, yeah, well, then you missed the whole point of the movie. Like, this is dumb or that's dumb or this is stupid. Yeah, of course it is. I almost think that this is a better video game movie than Mortal Kombat. There's a lot of world building in this movie. They build Chandelier a lot. Mortal and, Kombat, it's a great... I love Mortal Kombat. But I've watched Mortal Kombat more recently than I had, than I had previously watched this. And there's certain parts of Mortal Kombat that just don't really hold up very well. There's a couple parts in this, but they don't use a lot of CG. No. The boat thing, that's about it. Yeah. And uh, I think, for the most part, this is... I I almost like this better than Mortal Kombat. I mean... I I need to see Mortal Kombat again to almost compare it. But I feel like, storytelling-wise, this, like, paces itself a little bit better. It's never boring. No part is boring. 
they both are very accurate as far as like the way the movie, as far as video game, like the the little bits of lore from this from Street Fighter at the time. You know, at the time the games didn't have these big stories like the games eventually had. You know, and same with Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat hit the hit the nail on the head. Tournament. This game's about a tournament. Legitimately yeah. about a tournament. It is. As a, Street Fighter really wasn't tournament. It was tournament fighting game, but the story in it wasn't like tournament. You were just going around the world battling whatever. And I think they just, they really, I don't know. I have nothing bad to say about this movie. I have zero bad things to say. Any bad I, thing I, I, I wouldn't have to say would be something that it's like, well, yeah. I think the one bad thing is like Dalsim, I wish he wasn't such a weak character. Yeah, but that's such a specific problem. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, the character is just a very powerful character in the game. Yeah. So it's like, well, he also stretched. And I can't even imagine how awful that would have looked in this movie. Yeah, but the movie ends with him and Blocka down below, and then you don't even see what happens to them. Yeah, when he was covered in the mutant gin, yep. he could have been a thing in the next one if they ever made another one. Uh, actually, there was a deleted a post credit scene that Bison is revived once again amidst his ruined command center try, uh, to try his hand at world, con uh, world Conquest one more time. And it shows his computer reactivated from solar power and the revival system restores Bison again. His fist smashes through the rubble and a computer screen sh showing world domination colon replay. And then they took it out. Why? Because out of he passed away? to Raul Julia. But n as far as no other movie coming, that would have been great to at least let that simmer. Let it sit We should have watched it for the credits. Years. I wonder if it's on the Blu-ray. Just to be in there. Um, I mean, it could have been. I wonder if we should have let it keep... Uh, I think the movie gets a bad rap. I mean, it's not a great movie. In the in the sense of, like, what what a critic or anybody would deem as a great movie. Well, that's what I film. mean. As soon as you try and critique it, you're just wasting your time. Right. Because why but, would you do that? But, and I think, I think it, it, just dubbing it, you know, this video game movie, it immediately gets, like, taken down a notch. Especially... After Super Mario Brothers had came out and really just like shit the bed, mm. it all around at the time. I know not for you. It's one of your secret favorite movies. I think the secret is out. But it um, that really like that Mario Brothers doing as bad as it did and like it being as bad as it was really hit hard hit hard for video game movies and like took a toll on them. I mean. I have no thoughts. I know. I know I it's can't. very frustrating to hear something like that no, for somebody can't. like yourself. Can't do it. But it's it's true. But Dinosaurs become people in a different dimension. Go fuck yourselves. If the movie was called anything else, people would no, not care. No, that's what makes it great. <laughs> that I'm just saying, people wouldn't care as much. The, they yeah, probably might still... The movie, that movie does have its issues. There's certain issues. that like Things are just like... Yeah. Eh. Those issues are called highlights. They're called the reasons you watch but it. But this movie, Street Fighter, it made almost a hundred million dollars in the box office. Its budget, thirty-five million dollars. Yeah, because it's awesome. So it made. I I saw this movie in theaters. I don't I, think I saw it in theaters. I remember going. Uh, it came out Christmas. This was a Christmas release. Makes sense. Bison's uh, in almost. Theaters. Bison's almost Santa. And I remember going to see this movie in theaters because I just super pumped. 
on Street Fighter. I played the shit out of Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter 2. And it's, uh, yeah, this movie is just, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a fucking kick-ass movie. It's, it's never boring. Nope. It's never slow. Raul Julia is amazing as M. Bison. It, he, that's the standout. Jean-Claude, he's fine. He's Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, but without Bison, I mean, the whole movie centers on this maniac trying to conquer the world. So without a cool maniac, you have nothing. Right. And I think that's why, like, don't try to make a... Didn't try to make a... See, they could have. Akuma is a bad guy that exists in the games and, and did eventually by the time they could have made a sequel you could have had like evil ryu that's a thing you know there's other routes to go um sagat could have just became the main bad guy if you really wanted to you could have just created one but i feel like at that point raul julia is so great as on bison it's like what you just don't do anything. you'd have to do something different and you can't recast him i think that's just a slap in the face no he's done i mean he he goes out he's done which is why I like the appeal at deleted scene. Because if that would have just sat and that was just it and there never was any, then just let it. Because the movie was made enough so they could have, you know, in memorial to him in the credits. Having that be at the end wouldn't have been terrible because it would have just been like, I'm, you know, I'm here. I'm still around. I'm immortalized in film. And it's like, it's sad because it's like movie. this movie on Rotten Tomatoes has an 18% rating. That's a critic rating. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just, I, yeah. no, no, but I'm just saying, of course it does, because it's goofy, it's silly, it's cheesy, it makes, I mean, if you want to get into making sense, it doesn't make sense, but Le- it ma- Leonard Moulton gave it a bomb rating, like, he had, like, four stars, that's yeah. always, like, his thing was, like, so he was stars. like, this movie is the bomb, it's off, it blows all the, he, there's not, there's not an amount of stars to tell you how much I love this film. He wrote, even Jean-Claude Van Damme fans couldn't rationalize this bomb. What did you fucking want? How many Jean-Claude Van Damme movies do you want where it's boring as sin, he kicks a few heads and it's over? What was the last one we watched? That one it was, well, that, one was that, that one was pretty great. It is, it's a way more of a mess than this movie, though. That 100%. movie had way more lulls and downtime than yeah, this movie. Yeah, no, it meandered. This movie had a purpose. It did. I mean, when you just decide to turn G.I. Joe into a live-action film, you have a winning formula. It's funny, though, because while the movie did... Like, most people didn't like the movie much. Uh, Raul Julia's performance was widely praised by audiences and critics. Yeah. So, like, even though the movie is, is, is quote-unquote, as bad as it is, yeah, people couldn't get past how fucking great he is in this movie. Yeah, because he hams it up. He's amazing. And Bison, all the design elements work in Bison's favor. I mean, it's Street Fighter. It's called Bison. Bisonopolis. Man, it's opening day, it earned, what, on its opening day? Worldwide, maybe? Three million dollars? I don't know how much money is and what it was back then. Oh, well, no, I guess that makes sense. It grossed, it grossed, it made so much money. Yeah, it's Like, fun. there were only two movies that, like, it couldn't beat out. What were those? The Santa Claus, around Christmas time, yeah, that's... with Tim Allen and Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, I mean that's a you tough, had like that's a, a tough time. Jim Carrey that's a tough time. at like mega peak time. That's that's coming rough. off Agent Tour and the Mask and Tim Allen who's just jerking off all over ABC television. 
And then you have Jean-Claude but, Van Damme but Street it's, Fighter. He's in a movie called The Santa Claus. Yeah. At Christmas No, time. all those factors are contributing to that. Yeah. Like, there, like this movie did as well as it could have done. I, I feel like maybe they probably should have released it in, like, November. Ah. Christmas time is, like, going up Disney's The Santa Claus... They kids they know kids wanted to see Street Fighter, yeah. but kids also want to see the Santa Claus. Yeah, and they love Tim Allen. And they love Tim Allen. Yeah. It's a weird choice to do really it still made lots of money, but it's a weird choice. I feel like it could have went it could have been number one of the box office, at least for one weekend, had they released it maybe a few weeks prior. It could have. Yeah. It's just it's weird, like it's a weird choice for a release. I get it though. Christmas time, kids are getting the Street Fighter game for Christmas. Yeah. You know, it's stuff like that. Street Fighter it, rules. It, you're getting pumped on, on, on it. But uh, and then when it came out in video stores, the film sold more than two hundred fifty thousand rental. Tickets. Yeah, that's when I watched it. I don't know how many times it was rented. It was probably rented once, and then I watched it a bunch of times. This was definitely one of those ones I had taped. I watched it. I rented it once, and then watched it a bunch of I times. I think I had this on the same tape with Mortal Kombat and Double Dragon. It was like the full just video game. Well, I'm not gonna. Tape. I'm not gonna admit to that. All I'm saying is that it was rented once, then I watched it many times. Oh, this is a tape that the studios sent me, as a child. Well, that makes sense. That makes more. That makes less sense in this movie. <laughs> That's fine. You getting one movie that we? I don't even know how we could. We gotta try to find it in some way, shape, or form. Is Double Dragon? That one is amazing. <laughs> Oof. Watched it a million times. I watched it a million times too. It's amazing. But I feel like that one's not Robert Patrick. He is Shoko Kuko or whatever his name is. It doesn't matter what his name is. All you need to know is He turns into a shadow. All you need to know is that Los Angeles had an earthquake. It's all fucked up. It's one of those post-apocalyptic nonsense things I love. Andy Dick is the weatherman. And he's doing that. And Los Angeles is underwater. The big, the big quake finally happened. That's one of those. They got magical powers. There's there's an ugly fucking monster that thinks it's Blanca, whether it looks better. No, it's a a bobo. I know who he is. Those are in the game. I know what they are, but I mean, it's a video game with a giant monster creature. I'm just comparing it to the one we watched today. The uh, there's a scene I remember in that movie specifically because like the gangs that exist are like these gangs that are just full of like random characters. Yep. And one's a mailman. And he jumps off of a roof, misses the targets of Billy and Jimmy. It's true. But as he jumps off, he yells, airmail! It's good. That's what you'd yell if you were a mailman and you're part like, of the gang. I feel like the, the problem with that movie is the like poor like casting choices. I mean, maybe. Scott Wolf from Party of Five at the time. Yeah, but if you're a kid, you don't give a shit. No. You, you don't know who's who. You might recognize people, but you don't... I remember the one dude was in, I think, Surf Ninjas, possibly. Oh, Hulk Hogan? No, that's Ernie Reyes Jr. Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan's not in Surf Ninjas. You know what he's in. He's in Three Ninjas. The, like, fifth one. Correct. Way beyond the point of anyone caring. Wow. High Noon and Mega Mountain. It's when they you replaced you, all the kids. You mean you gave up on Three Ninjas after they replaced Tum Tum? And Lonnie Anderson's in it, who was also in Munchie. That's... I'm going to talk about... You can talk about Lonnie Anderson all you want. Don't need to talk about Munchie ever again. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. One day we'll revisit. We'll go back to Munchie Strikes Back. It's still looming. It's still out there. Why? It's still, it's still waiting for us. Why are we going to do that? Because he's striking back at us. Who gives a fuck what Munchie's doing? 
Some I give people. I give negative opinions about Munchie. <laughs> Didn't want to say fuck again because it's too much swearing. I'm trying to calm down. Like this movie, lots of swearing. They gave it its PG-13 rating. A lot of post-production swearing too. Well, they meant it. It's, it's like, like you gotta have that. Well, well, we got we can't have it be PG. All the teens won't want to see it. Chandelou, man, what a country. The Chandelou is a mess. Is it China? Where's it even at in the map? They showed two different countries when they pointed out in a map, so I don't know what that means. But this is the universe where we have the allied nations as opposed to the United Nations. But I'm a huge fan of nations that come together as opposed to unilateral fucking action. Although, what's not good is when the colonel, he leads the allied nations army, and he's a colonel. He's not a general. He's nothing... At one point they call him Commander. They don't know what they're calling him. Or is he just like acting on the ground and they have the higher-ups? But the point is then when you refuse the orders of the Allied Nations Security Council, you've basically instituted a military coup over the entire world and then the world is run basically by a dictatorship. In a way, it's a dictatorship in the old Roman sense because old dictators, they would, they would, like, they would vote a dictator. He'd be the dictator. And then when he solved, when the issue was over, like they'd basically give him all power and it would stop being a democracy. But then they, after it's over, instead of being dictator for life, before Caesar, he'd be like, I'm done. I fixed the problem. You guys can have your law back, your countries. They would give it up. That's what Guile did. He's like, no, nah, I'm taking control now. Deal with it. And then I'm sure he didn't want to rule a country or rule the world afterwards. So he's just like, we're done. Although that would be an interesting film. Post right. Guile assumes command over the world because only because he he talks earlier in the movie how nobody can keep their shit together how they gave up on on Bosnia Rwanda all these genocides good guys didn't do anything so what if he institutes a global dictatorship a global um, global martial law where him and his the Allied nations who are totally loyal to him just control and now now Guile rules the world what if that happens and what if his crew his elite corps just likes to do freeze frame poses after they do good stuff <laughs> they just really wanted to recreate the essentially not because i don't think there's ever like a picture like that in the games at the time yeah but they do that though but they those those characters do those poses when they win yeah so, so like, they all won at the same time they all won at the same time so they all do their winning pose yeah you don't get to see certain characters winning poses because they're not on the screen at the time no but it's interesting that the Capcom, since they were a co-financer of the film... Yeah, they make money? Well, they... Uh, every aspect of production was required their per- approval. So they were like, yes, yes. They uh, they mandated the December 1994 release date, oh. which required the cast and crew to maintain an aggressive filming schedule. Makes sense. And then Capcom... Cap- I don't know why I said it like that. Capcom, they had envisioned Jean-Claude Van Damme as Guile. Perfect. The Gathered Man. Like, the company that made the game... It was like, we want Jean-Claude the, Van Damme. And, but his fee to to be in the movie was $8 million of the $35 million budget. Oh, no, that's a lot of money. And then after they cast Raul Julia, yeah, most much? of the casting budget had been spent, and then that's why all the other parts went to... Um, Lesser known Little actors. known or unknown actors. So they got their two main guys for their main fight. Because they wanted... John claude Van Damme, and then they got Raul Julia, and then it was just like, well... That's enough. And even the director 
um, deferred his salary to pay for his cast. What a hero! He was enough for the craft. Yes. <laughs> what a badass! I wish I wish Jean Claude Van Damme had more like some better memories about this movie. At the time, he had a major drug problem. He's doing ten thousand dollars worth of cocaine a week. Oh my god! <laughs> that's where his eight. That's why he needed eight million dollars. Oh my god! Ten thousand dollars worth of coke a week. Oh my god! How could you even function? How is he still going? That's probably where he had a big knot on his head. He hit the table after when he was doing bumps off the fucking table. Jesus. $10,000 worth of cocaine a week? While filming this movie. I mean, he did, he was pretty fucking zany. It makes, I mean, I get it. I mean, I don't get why you do that, but I can see it. That's like, that's out of control, man. And he had an affair at the time with Kylie Minogue. Because why not? Why not? That's, well, I guess that's... Apparently his cocaine addiction was like, caused so many disruptions during the movie... Yeah, because he's being a psychopath. And the studio had to hire a wrangler to keep an eye on him. He's a psychopath. A human wrangler. Yeah, I know. They had to hire a human wrangler. I hear you. I hear But apparently you. this person was a bad influence on him. He just wanted to party? They hired a guy who just wanted they to party? They said that, he would, that Jean-Claude would often call in sick, leave set, show up late, or not at all. So they had to find like other scenes to film in order to make up for lost time. So like, well, I mean, Jean-Claude isn't in this movie a lot. No. He really isn't. Man, at this time, he was he was making so many, oh my God, he was making so many, like, of his hit movies. And he's doing all this coke. 92, Universal Soldier. Yeah. 93, Hard Target. Yeah. 94, same year as this, Time Cop. Yeah. 95, Sudden Death. All fucking awesome movies. Out and of he's his just mind. like, out of his fucking mind. That's a life, man. He's out of his mind. I mean, he, he's paying. I wonder when his addiction really, like, kicked in. Like, blood well, sport time kickboxer, like when he's really getting some success there. Death warrant style, like. When, when he can no longer even show up to work at all, and then it's just a mess. That's why in Hard Target he's fine with biting rattlesnakes rattles off and stuff like that. He bit it off for real. We didn't know that, but he was eating snakes. He's eating snakes. Snake eater. Damn. Jean-Claude eating snakes. They're like, oh, what about a movie where you're time where you're time traveling cop? I'll do it. Yeah, give me it. I'm doing it. Yeah. Pay me lots of money. I mean coke. I mean money. That's money he had coke. That sick mullet going for the those couple years too. Yeah, because he didn't know how he looked in the, he didn't look in a fucking mirror. <laughs> oh my god. The only mirror he looked at was the mirror he was doing blow off of. Oh my god. God, what a maniac. He didn't know to cut the back of his hair, because he could only see the front of it. He didn't even know what movie he was in? He had no idea. He didn't even know he turned on Mortal Kombat. No. Who knows what he thought it said. I'm not going to make that movie. I don't want to be in Portal Wombat. What? Portal <laughs> Wombat? Are you insane? Just, no. Man, I'd like to hear some inner, like, I, I, I definitely now want to watch this movie with the commentary. To hear about some of these, just like, I'd like to hear from like Ming Na Wen or any, anybody like that, Kylie McNogue or something, about you know their thoughts on him. I'd like to hear what he has to say. He probably doesn't remember too much. He probably he's, just, he's admitted to it and revealed that during this 
You yeah, know, that's he, him he probably just this, he so. probably just looks back on it and is like, "Sorry, I was so terrible. I don't remember half the things I did or even filming it. I'm just sorry that I was such a terrible man. I wasn't thinking. I was just doing drugs. Lots of. Well, I mean, that's lots so of many drugs. Lots of cocaine. Maybe that's why they had to. I mean, it happens in a number of his movies. Mainly the earlier ones, the overdubbing of his lines. Was he just because he wasn't pronouncing words correctly at all? <laughs> He's just so fucked up. That's that's why that's how you know when he flew out of that chamber. Yeah. He actually did that. Yeah, that was him. Whew, like, they're like, oh my god! Oh, it's put, oh my how did he do that? He jumped over the spikes. That wasn't in the script. And oh my god! It's all the cogies on. He's just he's just it's turning him into this superhuman. Holy yeah. shit. They should have just put, yeah, when they put Carlos in the chamber, he should have just came out looking like Jean-Claude Van Damme on <laughs> That was the reflection when he looked at, when Jean-Claude was going to put the bullet in That's why in his he wanted head. to kill his friend. He wanted to kill his friend because he, he looked at that character and saw yeah, what himself. was going on. He saw himself. Wow. The, uh, holy shit. In 2003, Jean-Claude Van Damme was actually working on a sequel. To Street Fighter? Yeah. When's that coming out? Uh, several cast members had been hired to join him in the sequel, including Dolph Lundgren. Why Dolph did, Lundgren was going to be in some sort of sequel. Why didn't that But happen? they were going to replace some people. Like, I guess some... They were going to replace Kylie Minogue as Cammy, But certain people were ready to come back as uh, the characters they played however long ago. And then it just never took off... Never, like, could get off the ground... And then they decided to make that Street Fighter The Legend of Chun-Li movie. Oh, and then just went to shit. And I guess they offered him a role in that. Like, hey, do you want to come back as Guile on that? And he was like, no. Yeah, but... Because so he's not the title character. In in 2009, Jean-Claude Van Damme was not the title character in any box office, like, theatrical movies. No. Like, dude, you probably... I mean, I know the movie tanked pretty hard, and it's regarded as a piece was of Was it supposed to be in the same universe? That movie... Thing is, that's frustrating because it was played by uh, Lana Lang from Smallville. Yeah, I, what does she look like? I'm just saying she's really young. It's not they didn't have Ming Na Wen play Chun Li. Right, that's what I mean. Like, so what did what? And even if it was so, to be was a prequel she, movie, you have John Cleese. That's what I mean. Like, look how old if she he was is. too, if she was too, like if she's too young, but it's supposed to be 20 years later, and is it is it a prequel movie? Because then you need Bison and everybody. You need Bison destroying her village. I don't know. I don't know anything about the Street Fighter: The Legend of Chun Li, which is well, I'll probably get to it one day. I know it's a piece of garbage. I know that uh, Chris Klein from the American Pie movies yeah. is in it. He's in a bunch of other movies, but he's uh, apparently he is like extra awful in it. And there's like YouTube compilations of like his like worst like scenes from the movie. It's a shame. I don't know much about that movie other than. Again, it's just supposed to be absolutely awful. Like, way worse than people think this one is. But, like, there are characters in that movie from the game. Charlie. Oh, yeah. There's a... I don't know what's going on there. There's a Bison character. Oh, there you go. And you get Vega. Balrog. Yeah. It's funny, in Japan, a lot of these character names were flip-flopped. Oh, were they? What do you mean? So, like, in Japan, I'm pretty sure Bison is Vega. 
I mean, what happened when they brought it and, over? And, and then Balrog is Vega. Er, Bison's name is Vega in Japan or sure. something like that. And Vega's name is Balrog, and Balrog's name is Bison. Did the American guys just get a list that was staggered? They didn't know who was when who? They, when, they, when, yeah. when the game came over. When they imported know? it over. Yeah. Right. They just didn't know? I don't know. How do you do that? But Michael Clark Duncan plays Balrog. Oh, wow. That's important. That seems like some pretty good casting there. But yeah, Vega, Balrog, Bison are all in that. Um, is it a prequel? When her it's not supposed to. It says when it is kind of when when a teenager Chunli witnesses the kidnapping of her father by wealthy crime lord and Bison. That's a prequel. I mean, that's a good. That's what I did. That's what I enjoyed about every character in this movie had a character and a backstory. Maybe not so much Cammy and T Hawk because they're just soldiers there. But everybody else has a vendetta and, like, a mission. And uh, Bison was played by, uh... And a huge fucking ego. Everybody has egos. The guy who plays Damien Dark on Arrow. This dude, Neil McDonough. He's an awesome actor. He's an awesome actor. He yeah. looks like a good Bison. Yeah, I don't know how... I've never seen the movie. I just remember hearing that it's just not good. Well, maybe you shouldn't... Maybe you should see with your own eyes sometimes. Maybe not, we, well, we're going to have to do that. No, well, you know. <laughs> Why don't you want to see it? <laughs> well, you know, you can, you're the one saying how bad it's I can't say, to be. though, a lot of people that definitely, you know, don't enjoy this movie, I think need to give this movie a rewatch with some more open, uh, open I mean, brain, just... open eyes, and enjoy it for what it is. This 90s yeah. action movie that is just it's out of control and it's absurd like so many other 90s action movies it's weird how so many of those can get such praise for being as absurd they are as they are but this one doesn't because it had that source material correct you know like that's one of the issues with the that people have with this movie but it's so some of it is so like almost too true to things what do you mean costumes and set designs no, and that's good so many little details That's good. in this movie are That's like, good. Yeah, right? But like, it's weird that so many people complain like certain aspects, like giving characters last names and stuff like that. I figure like, people just think it's a cheesy '90s action movie. Jean Claude Van Damme being goofy. It's just some silly, dumb thing that they want to critique. Like it's some, like it's The Godfather, and it's definitely but, not I mean, there's The a, Godfather. There's a sweet, like, animated movie, Street Fighter Two, an animated movie, yeah. and they made multiple animated movies, and there's an animated series, but that animated movie is, is, is good. really, really good. Good. But, and I, you know, a lot of people try to be like, well, this is the true Street Fighter movie. Like, why? Because it was made in Japan, and it's... It's a perfect sign of the time it was made. It's this really is. It's perfect. It really is. And 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 even um what a weird fact. We'll read it then. Several of the actors in this movie also appear in Walker, Texas Ranger. Important to know. I It's important to know. I guess. The Walker verse. Anyways, regardless yeah. um, of anything I'm reading. One only one thing that's pretty outrageous is that the guy who played uh Ryu uh, auditioned six times for this movie. He wanted it so bad. <laughs> That's crazy. Or do they just keep making him? Like, do they keep... keep they like, didn't know who they wanted, so they kept... Maybe they just kept, you know... I don't know. I don't know either. Apparently Capcom loved the movie. They were... They were. They got the guy they wanted. Yeah, they got... They made all the decisions. The director of this movie probably had little to no say about what happened in this movie. Any ideas he had... 
any direction he wanted the movie to go. He had but, to run it by them. But at that point, right, it's an adaptation, so you just kind of work with... It's almost a creative exercise, then. you got all these limitations and restraints. What piece of art can you make with all these rules and this, on And this guy, the guy who directed this movie, uh, Stephen D'Souza, he also wrote... Um, that name sounds familiar. Bever- he wrote Judge Dredd, which is not, like, probably shouldn't, you know, tout that one. Uh, the Stallone one. I I mean, that, that one I gotta rewatch. It's... I'm due for a while. The watch. Rob Schneider part, I think, kind of takes it down a peg. Oh, he's his, he's fine. He's like in it too much, and it's like I mean, so over the top and silly. It's a, you know, it's not terrible. I no. uh, Diane Lane's pretty good in it. Sylvester Stallone's alright. It's just hard when you got that newer dread that is just well, yeah, so but... good. But oh, uh, this this guy he wrote um, Beverly Hills Cop three, Flintstones. There you go. Uh, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs, the TV show. There you he go. was the creator of that show. That's he's got a lot going on then. And uh, cool. the movie Ricochet with Denzel, uh, Hudson Hawk, Die Hard, Die Hard Two. Yeah, he's wrote the screenplays for. He's doing good. Yeah, yeah, this guy was all over the place. Commando. He knows what he's doing. I wonder. I, this is all writing credits. Sure. Uh, and screenplay credits. Directing. Yeah, uh, pretty much just this as far as um. T- as far as uh, movies, big well, budget t- movies go, he did some TV, some Tales from the Crypt, and stuff like that. Well, I can also get being turned off by having a maniac main star that you have to be responsible for, and then having a company tell you everything you have to do. You're right. The company telling you everything you have to do, it, it's funny because people act like this is such a bad movie because of like video game stuff, but the c- company... The, who made the video game, they right. wanted it's it. It's not like, like with Mario Brothers, Nintendo was just like, this is awesome. Like, no, just like they made it. They, you know, it's just like they let somebody make a movie. They did. Like when they have a, they're, they're planning on Mario movies again. That's fine. Not live action, animated. That's fine. Probably a good route for Mario. I mean, it's fucking he, Mario. He is animated. He's a cartoon character. Why can't he be a cartoon? So it's going to be like CG animated. He is in yeah, that realm now. Right. So it's, I think that's a good route. Mar- but, but they are, but they have a, like, a full direction, a full yeah. everything of what they want to do with this, and it's funny because they're going that route with with um with Mario. I mean, Mario to go the animated route, and Sonic, they're doing a live action CG hybrid movie with. Oh no! And Jim Carrey is playing Doctor Robotnik. Oh, can I quit already? What? I only want to watch if Doctor Robotnik talks out of his ass. <laughs> I want to bring some of that Ace Ventura shit back to the modern times, because he can then when Sonic calls him Doctor Robotnik, he can oh, talk. Oh man, out. Sonic would say something like that though. That's what I mean. He's he. Well, has... I thought you were saying like just jokingly. Like... No, no, I was no, that was no, that was not a joking voice. That was legit Sonic being sassy voice. Oh, it's not a joking voice. No, it wasn't. Sorry. Yeah, well, you fucked that up. And then so Doctor Robotnik can talk out of his asshole to a little blue hedgehog, and it's gonna be funny. But I mean. Nintendo making a cartoon for Mario isn't nothing fucking new. They had a cartoon going on for like four or five years. Yeah, the TV show. It was great. I well, yeah, there seasons. was multiple versions of it too because it, it was just like kept continuing because it was like the Super Mario Super Show, and then it just turned into like Mario Brothers like three the show it's kind all, of thing. It's all the same. And it was like a slightly different animation style. Barely, it's all the same universe, basically same animation style. Yeah, it was great. It was great because Mario's awesome. You can have, you can love Mario in many ways. You can like him when he battles King Koopa. You can that was one thing too. In the cartoon he was King Koopa, and in the movie he was King Koopa. 
but he was a president. So he's also President Koopa. But in the cartoon, he was in the games, he was Bowser. So that's a weird one about what he is as far as being called a Koopa goes. Yeah, like his name is both. It is. He's the king of the Koopas. He's also King Koopa. Is that what he's called in the video game? King of the Koopas? Right. He's the king of the Koopas. Except he's always called as Bowser. Bowser is portrayed as the king of the Koopas. Hence the name King Koopa. Yeah. But almost always referred to as Bowser. Yeah, except in those cartoons and that movie. He's King Koopa. And he's well, Koopa. President Koopa. Ah, uh, you know. They, also, they they've called him they call him King a few times. I think they just say Koopa for the most part. Okay. In the movie, I'm saying. Okay. You know. Yeah. I didn't, say, I didn't say all the time. How'd they get these great actors to play these bad guys in these video game movies? Because you need a you need you need a good villain. You do, but it's just funny because like it's not like nowadays where you know you get big actors starting in these superhero movies, but not like fully on board until like now they're so big. Now you get all these big people wanting to jump on board. Uh-huh. Video game movies weren't like no. a thing, so it wasn't like you know these people are taking huge risks. But they're also just making a movie, so I mean, get. Well, when you're like Jean-Claude Van Damme, you're getting like $8 million of a $35 million budget. It's fucking greedy, dude. <laughs> he needed all that coke. I mean. He's just on set in Thailand or wherever they film this movie. And like. Doesn't matter how much money you have, nobody knows how to. I mean, people know how to fucking budget. I mean, people who have millions of dollars, and they, it all evens out. Because when someone's house, when their mortgage payment is like 200, I just, for some reason, I came across an article about like Beyonce's and Jay-Z's like mortgage. It's about rich people having these ridiculous mortgages. They're worth billions of dollars. So every month their mortgage is like $200,000. Just money, just drum, just for, like, what are we even doing here? Just money, Well, they don't have to live in these... That's what I mean. So they, everybody like jacks. So then everybody's kind of like scraping by, even though you're not fucking scraping by, (laughs) you're just pricing yourself out of your own price range. I mean, I'm just comparing that. It's almost the equivalent of doing $10,000 worth of fucking Coke a week for no fucking reason. Well, there was a reason. He's addicted. (laughs) Yeah, he wanted Coke. He's addicted. He wanted Coke. (laughs) That's why he was such a good actor. This is true. That's why he didn't, he would, could just do fight scenes nonstop because he was out of his mind. Or stay home and not come to work because he's just too high and he's. Just... He was the true M Bison. <sighs> yeah. During the making of this movie, uh, and yeah, like, like you were saying about the plot of this movie, it's uh, M Bison. Essentially, essentially, the movie for I mean, I don't know who hasn't seen this movie yet. Some people may have just always stayed away from it, but yeah, he wants twenty billion dollars. He's gonna kill these people. These people from Chandelou. Yeah. They were just, they weren't people. Shadaloo, sorry. Were, they, they were, were they people from Shadaloo or were they other con- from other countries? Like aid workers or something? What, who were they? I don't know. But what, what country? He was going to have a, a super soldier monster that he really didn't know what was what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. That was almost my, one of my favorite aspects of M. Bison's character in this. He put together the scientist group to make a super soldier monster and they created some serums, yeah. uh, mutagen and something else in Bison Labs to everything had bison on it, by the way, which was, was like, so, yeah. he's such an over-the-top bad guy that puts his name on every single thing. And just like every other 90s villain around this time, really big into real estate development. 100%. He wants to build a city. 
Bis- Shaped like a skull. Bisonopolis. 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 That's what it was. And it was shaped like a skull. Like, like his, his symbol. His skull. His skull with his yeah. the wings out on the sides yeah. of it, which he had on everything, including drinksters. Those were great. <laughs> that might be the my favorite thing with the symbol on it. Somebody's got to, I mean, you got to. I almost gotta, wish his robe had like the symbols like all over it or something. We live in the age of 3D printing. Somebody print me a M. Bison drinkstra. Drinkster. Please. <laughs> It was surprised it wasn't on the glasses. God, they probably printed, made all that stuff because they wanted to sell all that stuff. The, yeah, I mean that just wants that just asks to be sold. Like if that movie was looked upon more fondly, that shit would be in Spencer's right now in the mall. It'd be there right now, being hot topic. It'd be in fucking Spencer's. That lo- that logo, you can easily make sure it's with that and people will buy it. Well, yeah, we, I mean, the Nazis, their fucking design was insane. Can we look as evil as fucking possible? Yes. So they just copied all that shit, and of course that shit looks quote-unquote cool, so everything just looks scary like and frightening. If, if there was like a ripped apparel shirt of the day or something like that like, that had that logo, but it looked like a sweet metal, like they, you know, because they always take like... They do. You know, the artists that submit the things, it's like a different take on the things. Like if it looked like a sweet metal shirt, like a punk rock shirt with that logo on it, man, I'd buy that in a heartbeat. It wouldn't look like I'm supporting any sort of fascist group. Yeah, no, definitely not a white supremacist or any. He wasn't authority. a white supremacist. He, he included everybody in his. Team. I didn't. No, you're I know, right. Well, what I would look like. Yeah, correct. Wearing. Well, such I things. mean. Yeah, because no one's gonna look at it and think you're one of those fascists that's for equal equality when they just see you in the world we live in. That wouldn't quite fly. Like, hey, I employ Russians and Jamaicans. He does. Everybody. Take, I mean, some everybody had a backstory. Vega, whatever he is. Do a, D, Sagat, D, whatever DJ, he is. He uh, he had his um, even he had a little backstory that he worked for Microsoft. Oh yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, so I worked for Microsoft. He's just this hacker type. Thing. And these characters actually have fucking arcs, though. Yeah, they all do. They do. Everybody changes. They all grow, actually. With the exception well, of probably Cammy and T Hawk, they get just, the little. They get the l- least amount of attention. But their clothes evolve. But you know why they probably get a, such a, a little attention is because at the time when this movie came out, Super Street Fighter Two had just recently came out ish, sure. and they were re- they were new additions to that version of the game. Oh, so they weren't they hadn't been around for a while, right? So like, Cammy, T Hawk, Fei Long, who's the only one not in this movie, and I one other character. I Shit! I don't know, man. I don't know who that what? guy is. Oh, fuck! What other character? There's a there's a third character that was a recent addition. Mm, I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm trying to think of all the characters in this movie, but I maybe Balrog. I don't know. I claw, can't remember. Claw Scratch. Yeah, Claw Scratch. That's the character I'm trying to think of. Knife Blade. Knife Blade. But yeah, Cammy and T Hawk. They were like recent additions to the game, so like almost including them were just like new, you know, add-ons. Yeah. And like. She is a military, an English military Correct. type, so that fits. T-Hawk was, they just didn't have an excuse to throw this Mexican, you know... Um, is it, he's an indigenous guy. Indigenous Mexican type, in, just wearing like wearing his indigenous vest and feather up with a, you know... But so. at, by the end of the movie, he looks like a guy who I would call T-Hawk. Yeah. I wish he didn't spend half the movie looking like Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> he did. Like, you didn't need a slick bag. That's what, I mean, the facial features... At the time, you wouldn't have thought that. No, then he'd look like, he just looked like, yeah, like if he had... No, blind... he just looked like uh, like a character from Wall Street. <laughs> yeah. Like... Right. <laughs> Why do those guys have hairstyles that are, like, 40 years old, and there's a, like, bad guy hairstyles of 40 years ago? 
<laughs> Stop it! I don't. Any anyway, that's speaking of <laughs> speaking of proto-fascist regimes. <laughs> oh jeez. The fuck. <laughs> Sandaloo. Sandaloo. Uh, but again, Shotaloo. Bad guys who just put their name on fucking buildings. Anyways, I digress. And who want to just make their own money with their face? Real guys. estate developer. He is a real estate developer. He well he. Uh, Bison Moore wants to be a real estate developer, but I mean, he, he isn't one yet. His his headquarters are currently underground beneath a temple that nobody knows where it's at. It sounds like he conquered a whole country, though. That's the real estate. Yeah, like he he's like had a military coup. It seems like, and he took over Sandaloo. Yeah, like he was their general. Shadaloo. You keep saying it wrong. Is it Shadaloo? Shadaloo. Yeah, I wrote it down. Well, you said Shadaloo before. And then I said Shandaloo, and then I. Oh my god! You know what? Now I just don't give a fuck what the name is. Hoopty doo! I don't give a fuck what I'm gonna call it. Yeah. Well, he took over. He had a military coup and hoopty coup, and I don't give a hell. Shit! Damn! Fuck this! Fuck this podcast! <laughs> Saying names, talking fast, but the thing I barely want to talk about because this is a great movie. What else do I have to say? I'm just impressed there's the allied nations. Countries actually working together to overthrow a bad guy. Amazing. And I love all the propaganda posters that he had. They were great. They were great. They're just World War II, ape and pro- you know, we're, we're all like, the, the roles are reversed. So there are all these propaganda posters against Nazis and fascists, but it's all about the, the allied nations, which is great. So great. The, uh... And I think one one thing about this movie, and I, the fight at the end of Mortal... I'm trying to just compare this to Mortal Kombat-ish because sure. they're both fighting game movies. They are. And the fight at the end of Mortal Kombat is sweet between is. Liu Kang and um, Shang Tsung. It is. But I think this fight at the end with Bison and um, Guile is almost a little bit better. It's it's better. It's, it's intense. Long, it's, it's out of control. I mean, Sean claude does two flip... They probably just replayed the same scene. But it's like two flip back kick things. At the end, he does like the roundhouse kick. I just love how it's just pure chaos. They're fighting, but every other side character, and there's so many, because they use all the characters from the games. There's so many side Honda characters. Honda and Zangief are fighting, and there's Godzilla noises being made. Yeah. Uh, Asian people are watching it. Zangief's char- questionable. Zangief's character development could be my favorite. That is, honestly, he's my favorite character. Oh, like yeah, Bison is the, the top. Second favorite, Zangief. But he's just a lackey the whole time, and then you find out, then DJ tells DJ how, I don't want to kind of give this a pr- presentation it deserves. Because Dita's run off with money, and then Zangi's like, where are you going? We got There's bad guys that we got to fight up there. And like, don't you know? We work for the bad guys. He's trying to take over the world. He's like, what? You knew he was a bad guy and you were working for him? Zangi's so confused. He's like, yeah. Because, yeah, he paid me a lot of money. Then it pauses. And then Zangi's like, you got paid? He's like, what are you doing? So then instantly, he's like lifting up doors, helping all the good guys. He's just wanting to be a good guy the whole time. I had no idea he was working for a bad guy. <laughs> he's just... He's just unfortunate. Unfortunately, he's just not very smart, not very bright. So it's a uh, he had some other good lines too when the when the when they're watching the broadcast of Chun Li, Ihanda, and Balrog uh, send the vehicle of dynamite into the weapons depot. Yeah, uh, which is all the at the Bison Bazaar is what I'll call it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good name for it. The uh, uh, you know the Bison Bazaar and there might have been innocent people that almost got ran over. They're, by prob- a, they're by probably they're probably They're probably But he yells, "Change the channel!" I thought that was a really funny because they were watching it on TV. The truck full of guns being blown apart. 
Mm-hmm. But they gave Jean Claude a lot of a lot of quips that he, you know, obviously the main action star is going to get a lot of one liners. He, he had like when he when Chun Li's arguing with him, like uh, you know, I have these personal, you know, things to get with M Bison. He's yeah. like, it's not about your personal vendetta; it's about mine. Hilarious! Like, oh my God, your family was affected. Also, also pre you just hate this guy. Also, right before that scene happened, Jean Claude Van Damme had faked his death. And Chung Lee, of course, is going after Bison for her own reasons. She had placed a tracking device on a truck where Ken and Ryu were going because they had infiltrated, what was his name, the eyepatch guy? Sagat. Sagat's little gang to get in tune with Bison. Like, there's a whole conspiracy thing going on in the beginning of the movie before the chaos starts. Everybody was, like, ping-ponging off each other back and forth, these different stories. But Chung Lee decides to dress like a ninja and then infiltrate the morgue where the tracking device was that the guile had placed, or somebody the military had placed. Was it a... What was her name? I can't... Chun-Li? No, Cammy. Cammy. I keep wanting to call her Sonia. It's the wrong franchise. Blonde hair. It's the same character. It's the same fucking character. Basically. Except she's not Sonia's like this weird like special ops... Right. But I mean, Cammy's British soldier. She's a British version. That's fine. But, um... So she infiltrates the morgue, and then she looks at the tracking device. She knows that there's, like, two tracking devices on it. And then she starts peeling back, like, the covers and the bodies. And she sees Guile, who, of course, allegedly is dead because Ken and Ryu had fake killed him. See how much I have to describe to sum this up? It's like, there's so the much fuck? to this movie. It's what the fuck. But the point I'm getting to is that she pulls it back, and then then she covers Jean-Claude back up because they had a little banter. She's the reporter. He's the colonel, you know, blah, blah. Well, then he just sits up like the Undertaker, and, and they play that, the music for the. the it's like a, this, boom, boom. Yeah. The the first boom is when he sits up, and the yep. second one is when he removes the cover. Yeah. She's like, oh, you're alive! And then he rips off, and like, yeah, oh, blood packs, you faked your death. So he was sitting, laying in the dark, waiting for her to infiltrate this base, just so he could have his reveal and tell her basically to get the fuck out of here. He sat to there what for you how said. long? Yeah, we're how long are you sitting here? Just in quiet. The dark. You sat there motionless that she pulled it off. She covered you again just so you could play a trick on her. It's so weird. What? There's uh, there's a, other, a few other weird moments. There was a coked out man in a morgue bed. He could have just laid there and stayed covered in real life. It's true. Glad he got up. Yeah, he, <laughs> he got up. Uh, another weird moment was, uh, was when there was like this weird jerk off joke between Ihanda and Balrog in the prison. Yeah, that was room. cool. Cool. Yeah, that was cool. Very, very uh, just uncomfortable and weird for this movie. Well, because um, what Balrog, he's a boxer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was like, because they were chained up as this whip guy was like whipping Honda. For no, He was a creepy, just made up character. Yeah. Feels like he should have been somebody. Yeah, like like I said, like the only character they left off of Fei Long, but he wouldn't have fit that role because no. Fei Long's like, he doesn't fit, he wouldn't fit in the movie because Fei Long is basically Bruce Lee. He's a movie star. He's a Hong Kong movie star. Oh. He so, looks like Bruce Lee. So he's like, yeah, he's... He makes noise like, Wah-ah! It's like Johnny Johnny Cage, like an actor. Yeah. But he's Bruce Lee. There's no there's no part for him in this movie. No, can't. You could have just had a thing on TV where somebody's watching a movie. It's like, starring Fei Long. Oh, that that would have been a cool little... That would have been. It could have just existed. But these are thoughts you're having after. I mean, they've laid out they laid out so many things. But Balrog says to Han after he's being whipped... Well, first they joke because Balrog says to Honda after he's being whipped, how could you, why weren't you crying during that whip? Because he wasn't. Honda's being tough. And he said, he's sumo. His his mind goes somewhere in his body. His body can, his mind can leave his body. 
Then Barg is like, well, next time your mind leaves your body, bring me back a pizza. And they chuckle and laugh. And then he's like, hey, give me a hand, as he's chained up. And he's like, give you a hand. We just got here. Get back to me in a month. It's like, what? Oh, they're just talking about jerking off. <laughs> it was, in a kid's movie. It wasn't like a good joke. But well, I, I guess mean, teenagers are going to see this, so maybe some teens could be like. Uh. But who jokes about like giving me a hand as a straight like jerk off motion? I mean, I got it, so I guess I get it. But it's kind of, you know, odd. It is a little, a little odd. Uh, why don't you? Speaking of quotes, why don't you explain to everybody your favorite quote? Oh well. And it is, it's honestly, other than this, other than... Other can you than, just pull it up and I can read it? I don't want to fuck yeah, it up. Yeah, let me, let me find it real quick. Yeah, because it's got, yeah, gotta have, good, that's the one. Okay. No, this is when he's telling her she, that he's, she's harmless. Oh, well then, uh, we yeah, gotta find I just do this? It's the best one. Yeah, alright. I'm gonna read the whole exchange to you guys, because it's important. I'm gonna also, yeah, unless we can, you know, we're not gonna role play, so I'll be both characters. I can be Chun-Li. Yeah, but she's got more to say. I want to read everybody. I'm just going to read my own voice. <laughs> this is Chun-Li. All right. It was 20 years ago. You hadn't promoted yourself to general yet. You were just a petty drug lord. Huh. You and your gang of murderers gathered your small ounce of courage to ride across the border for food. Weapons. She holds up her hands and chains. Chun-Li. Humph. Slave labor. My father was a village magistrate. A simple man with a simple code. Justice. He gathered the few people that he could to stand against you. And as this is going on, Bison's over there with his fucking drink stirrer, making his drink, changing his hats, putting his, like, coats on and shit. You and your bullies were driven back by farmers with pitchforks. My father saved his village at the cost of his own life. You had him shot as you ran away. A hero at a thousand paces. I'm sorry. I don't remember any of it. That was Bison. Obviously. <laughs> Chun Li, you don't remember? For you, the day Bison graced your village was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. <laughs> that line is so good. It's perfect. I I also love right before he goes to like attack, like fly at Guile for like the last time before Guile kicks him. Yeah. He says, "You still refuse to accept." My godhood? Keep your own god. In fact, this might be a good time to pray to him. For I beheld Satan as he fell from heaven like lightning. <laughs> so good. <laughs> he's so good. He has so many fucking great lines in this. Man. Because he's just the best. I mean, he's the best bagger. He's he's your corporate commander. He's your... I mean, this movie is almost G.I. Joe. It is exactly G.I. Joe. <laughs> and G.I. Joe made toys. Just Google them. Just look at them for your own sake. Yeah. I, mean, I, no, I had some do, of them. Like, they're just G.I. Joe's, but they're brand G.I. Joe Street Fighter. Because with the movie, I mean, you just, Giles is the, I mean, it's just, they're just military guys, special ops teams. And G.I. Joe is, I mean, G.I. Joe itself is a military organization and Cobra is a terrorist group. But characters on both sides are just totally wacky and bizarre. That's what makes G.I. Joe great, by the way. Not when people try and make it a serious military organization versus serious terrorists. That's not the point. You're missing the boat. Right. It's what the G.I. Joe fan base has become, basically. Militaristic guys who want to play with the little toys. Yikes. No, it is, and it's real. Cause, but you got a franchise where a guy was created from all the evil villains put together with Sergeant Slaughter's fucking DNA. 
It wasn't that way in the comics, but because Sergeant Slaughter wasn't a character in the comics. Right. But cartoon, Serpentor, just a maniac with Sergeant Slaughter blood, made by a scientist who had a little monocle and didn't ever wore a shirt. He bended minds. There's an arms dealer with a metal face. Okay. And I mean, cartoon-wise, Corporate Commander is a snake person. Right. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Comics, he's like a used car dealer. He's, I mean, it makes a little more sense, but that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. The uh... Do you know Sir Penter's fate in the cartoon? They never see him again? I don't recall. Because Corporate Commander was turned into a snake in the movie. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Then he gets returned into a man. Mm-hmm. And then he turns Sir Penter into a lizard. Oh, I don't remember he, that he, part. He turns into like a Komodo dragon, and then he runs away. And you never see him again. Huh. Goodbye, Sir Pentor. <laughs> <laughs> see you later. Um, before we, you know, wrap things up, I definitely want to mention that on the Blu-ray for this, there are these things called cyberwalking, cyberwalks, and they had... That's a good name for a podcast. They had to be something that possibly existed on, uh, I don't know, like some sort of CD-ROM type thing that you would, you know, put in your, have, uh, you know... Street Fighter the movie, CD-ROM, you know, you just explore things and click things, and it wasn't really much, you know, it was a yes. cheap little thing, or maybe even the Laserdisc of this, if this came out on Laserdisc. But one of them is is like a recruitment thing for bison soldiers. I mean, it's it's wonderful. And so they show you the propaganda posters and whatnot, but then there's a thing, there's a section called Useful Words and Phrases on for the Super Soldiers. This one section called On the Job. So it tells you how to, this like words and phrases to say in one language and then possibly, I don't know what this other language is. It looks almost Spanish esque, but I can't, like, it's a Latin based language. Is it just Latin? What you should do, uh, there's no way to know what it would be. Like, copy one of the fake, like, type some of the, one of the shorter ones just into Google and see what comes up. And see if it comes close to any language that exists. Just to see. Just to find out. Just something simple, something quick. I'll keep talking so it's not so it's not dead air. But and I won't spoil anything. Yeah, I mean this so is, what is it? Esperanto. Just, what's Esperanto? I don't know what that language is. Esperanto is the international auxiliary language divided by Ludwig. Ludwig Lazarus Zamenhof, 1859-1917, an eye doctor under the pseudonym of Doctoro Esperanto. In what country do they speak Esperanto? Esperanto is the most widely spoken constructed international auxiliary language. Zamenhof, a Polish-Jewish ophthalmologist, created Esperanto in the late 19th century and published his first book detailing it under the pseudonym Dr. Esperanto. Esperanto translates to the one who hopes. Why is this his? Is this, why? Why is this oh, the thing? Look at Esperanto grew through, throughout the 20th century, both as a language and linguistic community, despite speakers facing persecution in regimes such as Nazi Germany and Soviet Union. So basically, Esperanto speakers. Oh, I wanted to just continue to establish organizations and public periodicals. So basically, I mean, an ophthalmologist, which is interesting to know, made up a language that these guys would talk in, and they just didn't want it to happen. Like, they, it, was, it was a threat to power yeah, to the Germans and the Soviets? Yeah. 
like a subversive type. Just thing. weird that that's the language that was chosen for this. For this, they use an anti, basically an anti-fascist, anti-communist language to be Bison's language. So some of the phrases when you're on the job, learn is, something. We're gonna teach you some Esperanto. We'll just. Well, I'm not gonna say it in Esperanto. That's fine. As one of them is, uh, what time does the looting begin? Things you might need to know. Uh, another one. Just read them all, man. They're all they're all good. Am I late for the book burning? Oh my god. Have you read quotations from General Bison? Yes, I couldn't put it down. Uh, Go ahead, you're right. Take this plane to Chandelou. Or Shadaloo. See, I'm saying it like you. We're both fucking it up. Shadaloo, got it. I Take this place to Shadaloo, or I will shoot the stewardess. Oh, you said place. That changed the whole word. You didn't say plane. Oh, did I? Yeah. Take this plane to Shadaloo, or I will shoot a stewardess. Excuse me, how much is this? That is too much. Give me a better price or I will shoot you. This for shopping. Yeah. On second thought, give it to me or I will shoot you. Open the cash register. This is my store now. May I help you? That's I my like favorite. How, That's my favorite. I like how when they take over the store, yeah, they all of a sudden become a clerk. Yeah, they're good customer service. Yeah. This is my store now. Hey, how can I help you? What? And then, uh, so when you're meeting people, there's some other ones. Good morning. You are now my hostage. <laughs> what a nice Uzi you have. Now I lay me down to sleep. Alternative. Oh, crap, I'm screwed. Um, well, it's Colonel Guile saying that. There's right. little scenarios now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No one can help you now, my pretty. I like that one. Uh, Girl Scout. I surrender. Why is that oh like the thing? Oh, my God. I don't even know. Well, you know what you need to go to? Did you scream? Bison Trooper. Oh, sorry. Uh, or an allied... This is an allied nation's troop uh, person. Bison Trooper? Me? You are mistaken. I just rented this costume for Halloween. Oh, and then there's a bison song. Yeah, well, do you want me to sing it? Here we go. We're going to sing it together? <laughs> All right, it's going to sound real fascistist. Sure. All right. I don't know. We're not going to keep don't know what, We don't know what tune we're going to sing this to. Let's just read it. Well, let's read it like the Pledge of Allegiance. Bison, Bison troopers, troopers standing tall. We, we prefer our enemies small. Marching through old Shadaloo, we are rotten through and through. Our leader may be mad and crazed, but we are well and regularly paid. Unless you're Zangief, then you're not paid at all. Yeah, no one paid him, and he's just he's just hanging around. How did that recruitment go? I I don't know. The Bison song. What a good anthem. It is, it's a great anthem. I'm, and I'm glad these things were featured on the Blu-ray. Yeah. These are very weird. Like, I just don't know where they were featured. It's or a lot what of... What was going on, or... There's a lot of people getting paid... Well, actually, there wasn't a lot of people getting paid, because Jean-Claude Van Damme put $8 million into his Coke budget. Right. But people having fun. A lot of world building. I mean, there was a lot of world building. There really was. And I think this is a movie that people need to revisit. And, Every character gets a moment I, to shine. I, I feel like this deserves more like of a cult following. Not even for being funny and bad. like Just for being like a fucking badass action movie. With, a, with an amazing performance by an amazing actor. I mean, yeah, he's the linchpin. So. He's, he's the main reason to watch it. He holds the whole thing together. He is the glue of he this really film. Is. And he it's really why is. people still keep talking about it. 
when they talk about it, it's his last movie. Right. It's a, it is Raul Julia's last movie, and the guy was a great actor, and uh, it's a shame that he passed away. It's amazing that movie it, that it does get shit talked how it does just by people who watch movies. Like you can't you can't relax for Street Fighter. Right. Just what relax. did you expect Street Fighter to be? Like, is anything while watching it, any critique I could make, it's just like, well, then I shouldn't even. What's the point? Right. There's no point. I got nothing bad to say yeah. because what it you, just is what it is. And what it's are you absurd. doing? And it's like, uh, actually, the day after we record this, I'm going. You're to become a Street Fighter. I'm going to become a Street Fighter. Okay. I don't know what a Street Fighter is. What well, is you, a Street Fighter? You get to define it. But um, I'm going to see a movie that recently people have had mixed feelings about. Oh, I'm going to go see The Predator. Oh, people, I mean, nobody's going to ever like a Predator movie ever again. So, uh, maybe next week I'll let you, I'll give you a little taste of what I felt about the movie. No spoilers, and I'll just be like, hey, this is a well, thing. You're going to let me taste your Predator? Yeah, I'm going to let you. Review. Taste your Predator review. I'm going to let you taste my yatcha. Oh, man, you got to keep <laughs> that to yourself. So, uh, yeah, so maybe I'll give you a little little tease about uh, what I felt about the Predator so I'm gonna go, gonna go uh, check that out in theaters, and uh, see. If you don't enjoy it, I just don't know why. How is it hard to make a Predator movie? Yeah, I don't know. Shane Black it always makes pretty good movies, so I can't. But why were, were people like... sh- do people shit in it because it's just I've like heard, a Predator the only, movie? It's a, I've tried to stay away from everything. Good, so have I. And uh, I've only seen a few glimpses it, of trailers. And all I and I, I saw the one trailer that came out, and as far as reviews go, I've seen like nothing. You know, I I heard. Was told by somebody, oh, I heard he got whatever, and then I've heard like I saw one thing about like one little headline of something like that people are like wishy washy on the ending. Like they had one ending plan shot, and then they went with this other ending. So I'm, I kind of feel like that's messing with my head a little bit. Like I'll be watching the ending too close. I wonder does it? I wonder does like, it? I wish I didn't see the headline because then I'm, I'm oh, like paying attention right, to the ending. Right. See, that's why I hate. Then I'll be like, "What was the other ending?" That's why I hate any spoilers or any kind. Maybe it'll end like Marky Mark's Planet of the Apes, and someone will just wake up in front of a predator, predator head on Abraham a predator, Lincoln's body. A predator in the place of Abraham Lincoln. Oh wow! Wouldn't that be crazy? It would be crazy. I don't know how that would even happen. <laughs> <laughs> just full on. We would with the mask with the mask on or off. Okay. Predator-wise, you know what pisses me off about Predator? The original? No, just Predator, the concept and movies. Because Predator 2 shows us the Predators have been hunting here throughout history. You can't just give me a fucking period piece, period piece with a Predator? Like, alright, Predator in World War II, oh my god. Predator in the Civil War, oh my god. Predator in Ancient Rome, oh my god. The comic books have definitely, comics have definitely... The source, that, right? yeah, because these are stories that make sense to tell. You can't just do a movie like that. I thought there was wasn't Robert Rodriguez gonna make Predator like a pirate Predator or something. That was a rumor going around a while yeah, ago before that, Predator, yeah. that Predators came out. Yeah, he ended up producing that. Right? He did. He was attached to it. Right? How hard is it to have a Predator hunt people in a different time period? Yeah, I don't know. Or just to tell a story? Fuck the second Predator had a makeup an alternate nineteen ninety seven or whatever. Jesus Christ. Anyways. Yeah, so we'll see what my uh, what, I, what I feel about the Predator. Predator uh, rant. Over. I'll give a little t- taste of that next week. Yeah, taste that but Predator. But speaking of next week, it's the month of October. Halloween is upon us. It's already October. It'll be October when that episode comes out. We'll record it September, but it'll well, be October. Well, tune in that episode because we're going to do a live pumpkin carving. We're going to do a live pumpkin carving uh, on audio. an audio podcast. Yeah, and you can hear it. Let's hear a lot of this. Oh, 
Oh. When we're scooping out the insides. And like, oh shit, I messed up my line. Oh shit. I cut the wrong spot. I'm going to paint mine. Now it's a cat. I'm going to paint mine. Do you know what they sold at a store? Fake pumpkins you could carve. And then you have them forever. Like a plastic pumpkin made for carving. Did you know about I've these seen, things? I've seen those ones, but it's more like a soft foamy type. Well, ba- oh, whatever it is. But it's, it's, just, a, it's a fake pumpkin, right? Yeah. That you can just carve and then you have it forever. Is that less wasteful? It's still more wasteful because a pumpkin just goes back to the earth, right? As opposed to plastic. And people are growing pumpkins every year that just go to waste. Yeah, so just carve them up. And they decompose because they're... Yeah. But what... Who... Like, you buy a plastic... I mean, I guess if you're making... If you're going to paint it and you like the art piece, paint the plastic pumpkin. It'd make more sense to, I guess, paint it that way if you want to save the art. Yeah. But even... Because, like... But I guess guess it's not wasteful if you're buying it and you never throw it away. Right. If you're constantly recycling. But I feel like eventually you're probably going to toss it in the garbage and then it's just plastic in the garbage. Well, I mean, you never should do that. Well, you should keep it forever, I guess. Yeah. If you want the same decoration forever. But what if you get tired of that design? Just repaint it. Well, what if you carved it? See, then you're screwed. You got four sides to a pumpkin. That's how it works. Well, it's true. Four even sides. Four even sides. It's not, yeah, it's not like a round continuing side. There's four segments. Four segments. And then just, if you have to, carve the bottom. Carve the bottom. You got options. It's a plastic pumpkin. Yeah, Think yeah, outside the box. True. Remember those sweet plastic pails that the um, McDonald's would have every year? Yeah. That would like trick-or-treat pails. Obviously, they don't fit a small amount of candy, but they were, the Happy Meals came in those every yeah. year. One was a pumpkin, one was a ghost, one was I a just, witch. I just liked your hand gesture. Yeah, they were it, sweet. It kept, they were. I still got them. I think they're still in an attic somewhere. And they used to have like the sweet coupon books that came, that came out every year for those. They're like free stuff from McDonald's. It's I cool. guess the point is Halloween, man. Halloween. October's a coming. October's a coming. Shocktober. And every every year during Halloween, during October. Is, are we going to deal with any characters and so many characters? How about characters? And we deal with horror for the entire month of October. We I mean, we do a lot of horror on here, but full one full month of gonna, horror. Going to get a podcast every day, seven uh, days every a week. day, seven thirty one <laughs> days of B movie breakdown. Oh my, thirty one episodes. Oh my god. But no, you'll be getting five episodes in the month of October because there are five weeks. October thirty first falls on a Wednesday, so it got that cut off five full weeks oh of horror. Oh my god, it's the week. The month's five weeks long, basically. Basically, so you're gonna get uh, this year for the podcast. Every movie we watch is a brand new, well, brand new as in like it came out this year. Yeah. Horror movie that we've never seen. Yeah. Some low budget, some, I think, uh, I think we do, uh, we should do ourselves a favor. We haven't seen a movie in theaters in a while. I think we should go see Halloween in theaters and uh, discuss that on the show. You can do that. We've watched pretty much every other one. It's true. Why not? Why not it's see true. the uh, the new one? I went from seeing that many Michael Myers movies to seeing them all. Yeah. So. so. Uh, but the but the, but the first movie of our month of horror yes is uh we were contacted by the director for a of few this of these movie. movies that are coming were we contacted by a few people we were contacted by some few, people few beautiful so it individuals just worked out. it just worked out so well we were contacted and it's yeah. all horror and you know it's along those lines in a way it's almost and not, uh, it's Matt almost... Frame the director of this movie contacted yeah. us about his uh, film thank you Matt and uh, we're it, um you know. They start uh, start running their film and festivals soon, and uh, we're gonna get to watch it, uh, you know, before it's out there in the world uh, on like any sort of like uh, Prime or you know DVD or anything even. So that's pretty sweet. The movie is called Camp Death Three in Two D. Obviously, it's a little more on the silly side of the horror. What I mean, the tagline. What makes it seem silly? The tagline. Well, the tagline alone on the top of the poster. This movie is stupid. 
There it is, guys. <laughs> but it's obviously parroting the Friday the 13th Part 3 in 3D title, going Camp Death 3 in 2D. This movie... And it's probably presented in two dimensions. This movie is stupid. <laughs> it's on the poster. It's almost in October, you call it, in a way. We like that. I like when we get called... They called us up and asked us to screen their film. Right. Happy to do it. Right. And I can't, I, I'm pumped. I'm pumped to watch all new movies. Like we, I mean, a lot, this last month was a lot of nostalgia. It's on purpose. That was like, you know, on purpose. We're going on this nostalgia trip and that's fine. And, but we watch a lot of movies we haven't seen before. We do. But I feel like some of these could be promising. Uh, so, you know, we got some, some teases out there for what these movies could be. One of them, we just discussed doing Halloween, but next week on the podcast, camp three, camp death three, I was at Camp 3. Don't do it. Camp Death 3 in 2D. Camp Death 3. In 2D. In 2D. So, 4B Movie Breakdown. I'm Corey. Yeah, I'm here. And that's Nick. Come back next week for more of the best of the worst. It's the best. 